And welcome to the Food Coma Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Chris Sedanka, uh, host of the Big Jab show on a 96.3. Uh, and the producer of the uh, Pitmaster podcast, uh, which I've been enjoying lately and Woo! ready to talk some Q. Uh, we're actually enjoying a crisp autumn morning uh, out in the middle of the woods in Buxton, Maine, um, properly distanced. That's and, right. Yeah, leaves That's right. everywhere. Thanks for being here, Chris. How you doing? Thanks for having me, uh, or thanks for coming out to the house. This is it, it's a, a gorgeous day. Always good to talk of some barbecue and, and, and food. It's always good to be greeted with a platter of meat as such. Yeah, that was that was fun this morning. You know, the the one thing about barbecue is it's a it's a family meal. It's a family meal. It's hard to, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm gonna make a whole rack of ribs for myself. I mean I could do that and that's fine, but to have people over, yeah. it, it gives yeah. you an excuse to make way too much food and, and indulge. Yeah, barbecue is definitely about it's a sharing thing. It's sure. you know sure. it's like it's like marijuana. It's the opposite of cocaine. <laughs> okay, it's not a sharing you're right. thing, unless you're trying to get something from somebody who you're sharing it with. Well, and like marijuana, it's a little bit lower and slower than cocaine. Yeah, and so, it's just, you, know, you usually it's have out. a lot yeah. of it. Right. Know? So yes. it's like, why yes. not? You know? Plentiful. Yeah, it's plentiful. There's um, always some left over. <laughs> yeah. There's always, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the contrasts go on and on. Like you really. said, it's very yeah. shareable. Yeah. yeah. It's like call. barbecue. Yeah. But yeah, that was absolutely delicious. And I was telling you Thank earlier you. that um, I hadn't really eaten barbecue since I was in Austin back mm. in March, sort of, it was right before, uh, it was literally on the cusp of the whole, the pandemic really kicking in. It was like, yes. you know, Maine and New England, as I was told by my friends while I was there, had already gone into lockdown. But in Austin, you know, they canceled South by Southwest, but nobody was like wearing masks or, you know, there was no, right. no procedures in place. But like, I think a week later, that'll change there as well. But the one thing I, 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 I took from that experience, or I took a lot of that experience, but I was really surprised that nobody has barbecue for dinner in barbecue country. It's like breakfast. Because it's all sold out. It's the heaviest goddamn <laughs> breakfast that one can have. I'm like, how do people even function mm -hmm. past noon yeah. around here? That's a really good question, uh, because you're right. It, it's You get to 2.30, and it's it's gone. Everything's yeah. gone. You, whoever went in there at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. to fire up the smokers, or maybe depending on how they cook it, maybe they just you have the guy who goes in there at 6 p.m. and is there all night long and hopefully is drinking a little bit while they're watching yeah. watching the fire. But it's I love that aspect. I love the, like, how cool is that? We're open till we're sold out. There's no wasting. Yep. Everyone's getting their meal. You're not there. Nothing's getting thrown in the trash and except a bunch of tin foil, and <laughs> and you're confident as shit. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> so which, you know, I, I love that aspect of it. And to me, barbecue is a it is a day. You know, I I feel like barbecue is best enjoyed with with other people when the sun is out, when it's nice, maybe yeah. with a beer or whatever the case might be. And and so yeah, I mean, as as nice uh, it is, to, yeah, as nice it is to have it at, at night or whatever. It is, it's an awesome daily day or excuse me daytime food it's just funny because the mentality you know growing up in the northeast you know you think yes. you don't think of it as <laughs> but when you're there it's like you know i mean it's it's part of the whole thing like waiting in line being there early i mean that's just part of the whole experience it's part of the whole community um and then there are some places yeah. where like franklin barbecue which obviously is very famous but i took one look at that line and i was like i wouldn't wait 
in that line for a lot of things that are more important to me than eating some brisket right now. But that's true. But and, and again, though, how different is it from people who put their name in at eventide at at ten o'clock yeah, and get which seated I don't at do seven? Also, yeah, right. Yeah. So of course, yeah. right. I mean, tourists are going to do it. I don't right? like and that's the who's in line, line at Franklin. Yeah, yeah. I used to. Wait, I don't if like if waiting. In line if either. a bar is busy, yeah, I'll order three cocktails at once. <laughs> and, and, and ferry them back to my table, and people always expect to see me distributing them, but they all stay right in front of me. That's true. Because you got to do it. You know, you don't want to go wait in line again. Like, no. That's like being at a wedding when the open bar is an hour. You just go yeah. fill up, or or you just wait five minutes for the open bar to be over because it's a graveyard over there. Every, <laughs> That's true. every wedding, it's like every wedding I've bartended. You're like, wait for it. You know, okay, open bar is done. Everybody's like, well, I'm okay. You know, like you, you, you reward the few people that do come up with like a quadruple pour. I was gonna say you get that solid pour. Hey, oh, I get people so drunk. Wine for five dollars. Yeah, I get them so drunk that they, that when open bar ends, I want them to be so hooked they need to keep drinking. <laughs> like you, you're in it now, so you have to keep drinking even if it's gonna cost you money. Like sure, you're in sure. with me. You mentioned Shinerbach. Yep, it's a good beer. It is. You know what's great about barbecues? It gives you an excuse to drink shitty beer. It, it, I don't think there's. I couldn't imagine drinking like you know, uh, goose or you know. Right, like, of course. With, with, with right, that beer is made for barbecue. Yep. Because, I mean, a big part of barbecue is also the pickles, mm. and so and pickles is a tough thing to pair any beverage with, really. So if you're just hammering down pickles and smoky meat, I mean, you want something cold and and yeah, Shinerbach. And I love how most of these places you go to. When I was in Texas, like, just while you're waiting in line, there's a cooler, and you just grab the you just grab one, you know, just. <laughs> Freaking awesome. The one thing I also had to learn the hard way, um, my, my Northeast mentality, <laughs> is when I go into a restaurant and I'm looking at the menu, yeah. and everything is by the pound or the, you know. Yep. So I'm like, well, I just feel like I'm obligated to order a pound. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, let me food, get a dude. pound of brisket, let me get you know, to the fir- <laughs> first place. And then I was talking to my friend Andrew Knowlton, uh, who's also been on the show. Yep. And he's like, no, dude. Like, you go in, you're like, can I have two strips of that? Like, you can order like an eighth of, like, you, you don't have to, nobody orders a whole pound. Like, you take a pound home. Yeah, you take a pound home. <laughs> but that's like, you know, nobody – it's like when I, I went to Italy and I was sitting in this restaurant and I was like, I'm going to show them. And I, I had like seven courses by myself and everybody just looked at me like I was an idiot. Because like, like nobody eats like that here. <laughs> that's not what we do, you know. So, yeah, don't you, don't you don't have to order a full half pound of brisket for yourself. Uh, you can actually, you know, split it up a but little bit. But what's the downside of ordering a half pound of brisket? Well, if you Especially if it's fatty brisket. If, oh. It has to, I mean, you know, I guess lean brisket in a way is almost like the same as tuna where it's like it can show a little more, I guess, of the skill of the of the cook. Oh, absolutely. You know? I don't mind. I don't mind lean brisket. No. I think lean brisket gets a bad rap. Yeah. It's still it's still brisket. It's still delicious. It's still better than like 99 percent of of uh, of red meat. Yes, it <laughs> so is. Yes, it, it is. is. It's and but you're right. It's how do you prepare that lean brisket to make people not be like, yeah, you know, it's dry. Right, compared to the fatty, because the fatty right. is just yep. like, I mean, you know, it's like that experience you first. One of the my oh, favorite man. things out there was actually the, um, that you don't see a lot around here are the beef ribs. Oh uh, yes, you know, and it's basically it's just like it's like a brisket on a stick essentially. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. It's uh, hard to cook. It's really yeah, hard to huge. cook. Yep, and they're uh, and. Man, if you miss that tenderness, it's it's it can go bad. I'm not bad, but it's it's not going to be the it's not going to be the texture you want. Somebody cooked beef ribs at my house one time, and I literally went to the dentist three days later because I thought 
I had a tooth, like, but literally it was just the brisket had cut my gums yep. so much because it yep. was dry. <laughs> and I never, or the, or the beef rib, and I haven't, I haven't had beef rib since, but in Texas they made it right, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they know what to do. And it's so cool because you mentioned Texas, but then there's Kansas City, and then there's Memphis, and then there's Carolinas, and then, there, you know, uh, it's, it's so, KC, it's, it's just so unique that it's a, I think for a lot of people, they're probably starting to realize how versatile barbecue can be and, and how complex it can be. But I think still, when people hear barbecue, they think hot hamburgers, hot dogs Backyard on the barbecue. grill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's the original thought, and it's like it's not even that's grilling. Right. That's that grilling. is that is that's, that's a cookout. <laughs> yes, yes. And that is a cookout. That is not, not barbecue. barbecue. Just because it's on a barbecue, quote unquote, grill. Um, hey, I love hot dogs and hamburgers, but no, wrong. exactly. But that's but not that's not barbecue. sitting yeah. there for five hours watching something slowly cook or no. whatever the case might be. Well, that's what I do. Like I was, I was talking to you earlier about how it, I think that that show Chef's Table can be kind of hit or miss. Sure. Sometimes it can be very precious, and then sometimes it's absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yep. But the new barbecue series I love because they literally every episode's a completely different style of barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, they do. Mexico, yep, and Texas and Carolinas, and I can't remember the the fourth one, but um. So it's really interesting to see how different cultures handle the process of cooking meat low sure. and slow, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting because it's it's growing and and blowing up more and more. There's more competitions over in Europe than there than there's ever been and you know from the barbecue pitmasters show that's here and you can see kind of see how the KCBS works. I mean that has become a much more worldwide phenomena because people just love they love that flavor they love that smoke flavor and and smoke is uh smoke and fat two best smoke flavors and, right smoke and fat are incredible flavors and you can you can also manipulate smoke which i don't think a lot of people may not know as much of but that that's i mean smoke is so versatile you don't really think about it that way well one of the things i noticed actually uh, to kind of get into the the pitmaster podcast is when some of the guys are referring to dirty smoke yes and yeah. so that and i assume that that that's sort of the equivalent of like used frying oil, like not Probably, changing your frying yeah, oil, yeah. like because they're like guys talking about walking away and looking back and there's like green smoke coming out <laughs> of the chimney and he's like I don't know what's in that you know yep. what's in that smoke I got to go back and rescue my shit. Of course, there's that other dude uh, talking about dropping his whole brisket on the friggin' ground at the competition, still cutting it up, and yeah, it. yeah, with asphalt on. Yeah, you know I got fifth. <laughs> yeah, you know, like whatever it was. Yeah, but. That show. Hey, five second rule, man. Yes, yeah, I know the five. We, we had the five second rule. No, yeah. it depends on if, I, if I'm eating it. No thanks. But um, the uh, so I, I got really kind of down the rabbit hole with that podcast, yeah, and I, sure. I think it's fascinating once you listen to more than one of them, and you're in your mm-hmm. and you get and in, in sort of uh, involved in this world of tournament of competition barbecue. Yep, and it's just such a. There's like so many things that are totally similar. Like he has a really interesting question where he's like, "What's your most, what's the best thing you ever purchased? Like under a hundred dollars?" And everybody's like, yep. "Thermopen." Yep. You know, and then by the last <laughs> one, he's like, right you over can't, there? "Yeah." And the last one, he's like, "You can't say thermopen." <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's um, but then 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 stylistically, it's so different between everybody. Sure. You know, like yep. they all kind of agree that you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they all seem to agree that it's a very communal atmosphere. Like nobody's hoarding secrets or anything they all seem pretty happy to help each other out yep um which i think is cool but i think it's like i like all the different categories like you know chicken pork mm-hmm. ribs brisket and the one, one, one person's like i couldn't i just haven't i was having so much problem so much trouble with chicken <laughs> then i talked to this one guy and then i got like second and chicken you know like and i'm like what was it i, I want to know what that was that 
Oh, I know. And it, and it's incredible. It's little things too. You know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be at probably gosh, five or six now competitions that my buddy Luke does. And kind of just to give a quick background, uh, Luke Darnell, who's, who does the Pitmaster podcast. He, he uh, started a team about gosh, probably almost 10 years ago now, old Virginia smoke. He's a buddy of mine from college, and he's out of uh, he's out of Virginia, West Virginia, right? Uh, he's well, he's from West, West Western Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> I should say he lives he lives in Virginia now, but he says Old Virginia because that's what West Virginia was. was it ah, was Virginia. I didn't know that. before West Virginia was like, hey, we don't like slavery. We're gonna fight for the North, <laughs> and yeah. we're leaving Virginia. So you know, West Virginia always gets its bad rap, but you know, we were cool during the Civil War. You know, yeah. But uh, huh. anyways, you know, <laughs> getting off topic here. Not uh, really. So yeah, exactly. No point. Uh, no so such thing. He started. He started. Um, competitive cooking with a uh, with a with a team, and then he decided to branch off after a year. And he and his wife have had tremendous success. And it's just because of what you just said. They they're willing to listen. They're willing to learn. They take classes. And all of these pitmasters, he's even taught classes. They all teach classes, and they all go to one another's classes. It the camaraderie. And honestly, he says it the best, which is kind of cool. Which is. The north, and especially in the Northeast, the camaraderie is unbelievable. Yeah. And so you're there. You're gonna cook chicken. You're gonna cook ribs. You're gonna cook pulled pork or you know pork, and you're gonna cook brisket. And so it's uh it's really intense. Do most competitions have all four? All uh, any anything that's KCBS, which is the okay. Kansas City Barbecue Society, is yep. gonna be all four. Okay. And then there's also there's there's you know, just like boxing, where there's like the WBA, the WBC, all the IBS. There's all these different types of organizations, but the KCBS is is, the gold is that, and then there's a there's another one that I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's Memphis something or other, but that they'll come to your table and you'll actually present the food to the judges, which is kind of, I think is very unique. It's not as it's not as common, but KCBS is the most common, and so that's the one where it's going to be those four meats. Those are the four meats you're going to rock out. If uh, you know if Wherever you might be, there might be some local stuff, you know, like, hey, you're, you know, a breakfast dish or a sausage dish, and you can do that. But it's, it's, those are the four money, those are the four money categories. And, and that's what, that's what you're, I mean, you're, you're not making any money, but that's where you're going to win your, well, and that was the thing. I was like, I noticed these guys, they, they, they talk so much about just the thrill of winning, Mm -hmm. but nobody ever mentions a dollar amount. Of what, I'm like, what do they win? How much is the prize? Like, it could be anywhere from like, if you're a grand champion, it could be anywhere from five hundred dollars to five thousand dollars. If you win the American Royal, which is kind of the Super Bowl, you're I think it's like thirty or forty grand. So it's, it's almost more like a James Beard thing, where it's like more yes. what it does for your restaurant and your business. That's it. It's it's yeah. it's a lot of these guys will open restaurants, they'll start catering, they'll uh, sell barbecue sauce. It's about making your brand, right? That's what it is. It's truly about building the brand, and and especially a lot of these guys will. End up on you know television doing barbecue pitmasters or I mean hell even QVC you know whatever you know you know being represented by sponsors so that's what a lot of it is but yeah because the, there's not a ton of money and actually you know if you can make back your money on 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 your meat prices your gas your you know whatever the entry fee is that's great like if you can and yeah so, they talk yeah. about just like you know mm-hmm. cost thousands of dollars oh. like. And that they thought talk it's about it's an like, extraordinarily expensive habit. Like yeah. it's a crazy because again, most of these people have RVs or they have trailers. You know, it's crazy. Man. And in a in a, yeah. in a world of lots of expensive habits mm-hmm. that I enjoy, I'm like, oh, should I get into that one now? Um, you know what, Joe? You got to, I th- you know, and it's about like finding the one or two comps. I think that's what would be the the really fun thing is finding the one or two comps that are local that you could go to, put up a pop tent, yep. and but like these the people that he's interviewing are the. 
you know, especially in the South. Like Donnie Bray. And right, the- Donnie Bray. The 50 weeks, 50 weeks, weekends, they're going to comps or something like Or maybe not that much, but you get the point. It's yeah. almost every weekend you are away from home. You know, you're traveling from Texas maybe all the way to Florida or something crazy, especially in COVID times where half the contests have been canceled anyway. So right. these people are lunatics. Let's be honest. They're yeah. lunatics. Well, I mean, I feel like it's an obsession. <laughs> it's, a, it's like barbecue yep. is an absolute, like, it's almost like bread in a way yep. where you have to have this sort of thing that's going on in your head mm-hmm. that you, you're drawn to whatever it is. It's sure. kind of a little bit masochistic, but it's <laughs> but the payoff in the end, you know, um, is amazing. But it's funny because they all talk about, like, when they talk about the big expenses and it's like, oh, we were finally able to graduate to like a, a trailer we could sleep in <laughs> rather than having to like, you know, deal with the elements oh, and yeah. like whatever. It's oh, like yeah. that's the ultimate luxury is a nice camper to stay in while you're doing it. But Well, not to mention the price of smokers, too. And these people all have numerous smokers that are, you know, so again, it's thousands and thousands of dollars that a lot of these people are putting into. But at the same time, that's what they do. They don't they don't own boats. They don't you know, they don't go out and do whatever they Every weekend they're going and seeing their friends, and that's why COVID's been so hard because that's their social life too, right? I mean, if your social life is going and seeing the same people in different states or whatever every single weekend for a summer, that that's hard. That's hard to kind of lose that and, and go. And I think that's another reason why Luke was motivated to do the podcast was to be able to get into – you know, you know, being able to talk to some of his friends, he's just probably not going to see for a year because of what's going on. Yeah. Well, hopefully, like I said, it's ho- such a hopefully great there is atmosphere. light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It's I just mean. such a beautiful communal atmosphere, too. And it's just, they're great people. And like you said, they're, it's a competition. They all, you know, they all want to win, but 90% of the people are also trying to help one another out. Yep. That's, that's fucking great. You know, like, and I'd rather spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on a barbecue rig than like children. Oh hell yeah! Because that'd be the worst. Because <laughs> yeah, kids are the worst. That shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's I'll tell you what, these people don't have kids. No, fuck no. And I'm like, good for them because, <laughs> although some of them look like they've eaten a few children, when I've, seen, when I've seen the pictures of them. I mean, like, yeah, they're. Yeah. Uh, it's a big, but again, you don't yeah. trust somebody who you know. I mean, it might be a competition. It's not a sport. <laughs> We're not talking athletes, here. right? Believe me, I can say that because I got my gut over. Well, how here do you too, feel? Is so, that how you yeah. feel about bowling as well? Is that a is that bowling a sport is, or yeah. is that a... Bowling, I mean, bowling is a sport, but I'm not sure it's an athletic feat in the regard that you need to be. Like, I think there are athletic, like, uh, I think there are athletic characteristics about bowling, right? That you need, like, hand-eye coordination. Well, you have to and, be mobile. Right, and, yeah. and you have to be mobile and, and being able to consistently throw at the same arc every single time. So there are those parts, but you don't need to run like a marathon. Right. Have you okay. seen the uh, documentary now? Uh, do you, have you seen that show? It's Fred Armisen. It's called Documentary Now. It's Fred Armisen. No, I love Fred, it. though. Oh, I need to see check it, it out on okay. uh, Netflix. They do an episode called Any Given Saturday Afternoon. Oh. And it's a spoof of a bowling thing. And it's yes. got, like, um, uh, Michael C. Scott, is it, from Dexter? Yes, Michael yeah. Scott, yeah. yeah Mike, he, Michael, he, Michael not, Scott. not the Mike Scott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other Michael Scott. Yeah, yeah he, he's in it. Michael, Michael C. Yeah, is it Scott? Is it Scott? Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Michael Hall. C. Hall. That's right. Right. Michael Scott is Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, there's it's, no other Michael Scott. It's um, it's a it's a Scott Mike Scott. It's a. It, oh my god. Worst episode and the, the greatest worst episode ever. Episode. I'm like, this is this, this is like if you take every season of Kirby Enthusiasm and put it into one, it doesn't even come close to how cringy we had the Scott's Tots episode is. We had a a uh, 21 year old intern this this summer who had never watched The Office, oh, and he came in the day he watched Scott's Tots, and he looked oh. at both of us in the station. He's like. I can't believe I just watched Scott's talks. Yeah. I'm like, yep. Through the laptop batteries. We all laugh. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry, man. We yeah. all laugh. It's yeah. horrible, but the we all laugh. The whole episode starts out with Stanley laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, so you know it's like setting the tone from there, you know? Yes. I'm so Anyways. glad that you went right to Scott's Toss. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, there's nothing I else to Scott talk about. I Scott, I just think Scott's yeah, Toss. I, I always think of um, you miss every shot you never oh, take. Oh, yes. Wayne Gretzky, Michael, Michael Scott. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, That's that show went to shit after you left. You know, I, I don't actually entirely think so. I really like James Spader's character. Really? California. You're the one. Okay. I'm the one. And I, I, I like James Michael Spader Scott, too. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not anti James Spader. Right. Yeah. I just. I don't know. He's so weird. James Spader didn't bother me as much as, uh, shit. What the hell is his name? Andy. What's oh, Andy? Yeah, Andy Bernard. And I. Bernard's I liked, regards. I liked Andy Bernard as a side character. I just. I. I thought it was weird that that's the guy they were going to go with. Well, they, it, Michael Scott leaving brought a lot of the characters to the forefront. Yeah. Because yeah. it, like taking his yep. personality out of it, and then bringing in Spader, who wasn't like a dominant, he was like this mysterious. And then you forget about a lot of like the really amazing cameos, like Dude. Ray Romano. Oh yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Idris Elba was on that show for a while. Yeah, too. As, yeah, that's actually you know what I think that was the first time I ever saw Idris Elba was he was Charles Bass, right? That's right. And then I think I watched The Wire after that. Yeah, that's I true. definitely yeah. watched The Wire after yeah. I watched The Office. Charles Bass. But when 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 Jim friggin' beams. Um, Meredith mm. with the freaking soccer ball when they're on yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. As we digress, that's the thing is you could re- the office is one of those things that I, if somebody can't talk the office, I'm not really that interested in talking to them. That's, you know? that's fair. It's that's a fair good. Point. It's a good diversion. Parks and Rec or the Office? Uh, the Office. By okay. Far. Oh, okay. Ooh, interesting. I mean, there are Parks and Rec has amazing moments. Yeah. And. I haven't actually watched all of it, ah, to be honest. Right. Yep, uh, yep. And not because I didn't like it, just because sure. it just didn't. And Life happens, I, I, I like I like watching things that I've already seen. I'm a okay. big fan yeah. of watching movies and shows that I've already seen because I hate being disappointed. <laughs> and there's enough. so many disappointing things these days that That's like true. I'm like, oh, I'll just you know what? Maybe I'll just watch uh, that World War II documentary again that I've seen 30 times. God damn, <laughs> World War II never disappoints. It's Does amazing. it? I know exactly what happens, but I still learn something <laughs> new every time. <laughs> Man. Hitler always loses. Yeah, Great. Hitler, yeah, at the end, the outcome is always the same. Right, yeah. But at the same time, I didn't realize that, like, you know, during the Blitzkrieg, that all these SS guys were all jacked up on meth. Like, oh, that's yeah, what they were yeah, given. Yeah, Pervitin yeah. was yeah. the drug. Mm-hmm. So literally, they created this army of, like, super soldiers. Like, what they, they say, you know, it reduces sure. your empathy and, yep. you know, makes you, like, a just, just a stone cold, you know, killer. It's sure. like the ultimate yeah. army, you know? Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Never knew that. Yeah, I love when I love when there's still things you can learn about history. That's amazing. Yeah, and then, and then, there, really then there's deep. a lot that's, of people. That's deep thoughts, by <laughs> yeah, Chris Sinek. Deep right thoughts. <laughs> I like it when I can learn about I history. Really still, deep. yeah, yeah. Well, you say it's deep thoughts, but the country's also being run by somebody who has no idea. <laughs> that's fair. About enough, fair being enough. run by people who but have no idea he, about don't history. Don't worry, you gave us back the main coast, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, fa- what's that? Whatever, remember, I think yesterday in Georgia, he's like. Obama stole the main coast. I give it back to Maine. I'm like, okay, thanks. Thank I don't even you. know what that means. I don't either. I assume it means the lobster industry. But I thought Linda Bean yeah. stole the main coast. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I didn't think Obama had anything to do with that. <laughs> but that's where that went. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Obama. <laughs> so I'm going to have to, I'm drinking some Syrah because it went amazingly with that, that was platter of meats wine. that you put out. You know, the meat yes. and Syrah is, is great. Because a lot you. of times Syrah is... Uh, Stylistically from Napa, it's a little aggressive for me, but this is a really well-made one that's balanced, has good acidity to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just a flabby, you know, high-alcohol fruit bump. But we're going to get into the, the bourbon. Sure. And you do yours in the rocks, and I do mine neat generally. I do, but now I'm neat because I ran yeah, out of I ice. I saw that, yeah. So I can do either. I'm very versatile. 
Yep. So it uh, depends on what I like, but I, I like them both. I like them both. I make all my ice with a tourmaline spring water. Uh, oh, okay. Because I find if you, cause if you use tap water ice, it just makes your bourbon taste like tap water ah, as it melts in there. I like that. You know, it's all yeah. the, you know, all the, all the little, little tidbits. Mm -hmm. But you know what it really annoys me? Our bars. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor anymore, but still sponsors my life. They're responsible for me being alive, so they're a sponsor. Um, I hate bars. Have you ever been to a bar where they're like, we don't serve shots. When you're like, can I get a shot of? And they're yes. like, yeah. What is wrong with them? That yeah. actually and happened at my, we that like, happened have my wedding, me? dude. I was so mad. And what? then, fortunately, at your own wedding? At my own wedding, they weren't doing shots. However, the bartender was a dude I knew, so I went up to him and he's like, oh my god, I he'd even like, he was like, oh, it's your wedding. Everyone's getting shots. Yeah. It was awesome after that. <laughs> shots, but yeah. shots. Yes, yeah. but, but I know what you're talking about. Are they, like, too good? It's so pretentious. Right. It's just like, why are you creating this unnecessary dialogue with me? Right. You know, because then you're always like, shot. can I have it neat? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, really? You're making shot. me say something different? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this secret code? I don't, like, yeah. just get... <laughs> what assholes? Pretty please. With sugar on top. Give me a fucking shot. Like, why would you say no to that? Are you trying to, like, stop some sort of unruly behavior. Right. You, you clearly are. Yeah. And it's like, well, don't pour a big one. Just pour right. a regular one. Yeah. You know, I'm not asking you for a tumbler, like meniscus, you know. But it's just that, that thing. I'm like, why are you having this conversation with customers? Because it just, it, there's no way it doesn't sound condescending. Absolutely. Yeah. Every place should have a shot. Like, we should open a shot bar. Where you can only somebody have shots. Do, somebody should do that. Somebody should have a shop bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where you're not allowed to not order shots. Right. It's like, I have a beer. We only have shots, yeah. man. Sorry. Do you want to... Oh, can I have a shot of beer? Yes, you can. Oh, I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would a shot of beer cost? Like fifty cents, seventy five. Well, it depends cents? on what beer. I mean, I actually, when I'm really um, knee deep in a bender, I'm usually I, I always drink like good wine, but I'm not you know drinking this. Like, sure. I'll, I'll buy a case or whatever. Like Carlo by the end Rossi of the good or yeah. <laughs> no, not nearly that good, but you know. But usually at the end, I'm just literally. I'm drinking out of a Ross glass and I'm shooting it. I'm not even really sipping it anymore because it's just easier. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about, you know, the wine glass in my nightstand getting knocked over and smashing into a gazillion of pieces. Of course, of course. You know, put in a Ross glass. Who I have to impress? Yeah. Just me. This isn't, I don't do this with company. <laughs> <laughs> not with company. So, uh, besides, obviously, your, and your expertise in barbecue. Oh, I appreciate that. You're the first person who's ever said that. I will. I, yeah. I will say that all day. Well, after, after eating That's that for food, you, Dookie. Yeah, <laughs> That's after my eating those ribs, goddammit. Um, <laughs> so obviously, sports are a big part of your life. Sure. And yeah. uh, earlier, yeah. I was saying that you know I recently got back into baseball because of out of the park baseball oh, twenty one. God, it's addictive. It is. They're a perfect team game, which is like I try to explain it to people. I'm like, it's like fantasy baseball, but it's not. Yeah, it's like simulated fantasy baseball. It's like fantasy baseball meets Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's fantasy baseball for us nerds yeah. who all are also sports fans. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, except it's except it doesn't involve it involves mostly luck because you're not actually actively playing the game like in <laughs> right. Magic. It's just the computer basically deciding your fate. Yeah, because you're like, wow, it's amazing <laughs> that my team just lost to that team and that team fucking sucks. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm over here sitting on a pile of money on this team and this guy with the FTP team just came along right, and all yeah. his bronzes and kicked the shit out We're of me. We're all like, just assuming that like the computer makes sense and like we understand its algorithm so sure yeah it's great and i try i spend so much time like looking for threads and stuff to get some you know inside track and it's just never there now how are how are you a yankees fan family uh yes okay so my That's dad fair. 
My uh, wife's a Yankees fan okay. because of family, so yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, my dad's probably. The, he's also probably the last Jets fan in New England. I would imagine. You don't see a lot of those. Well, my co-host is, and he wants. Oh. To, he basically is like ready to string himself up any day. <laughs> I, you never really hear hear about the Jets. No, I, I mean they're miserable. They're <laughs> I haven't heard miserable. about the Jets probably for a decade. <laughs> I don't think. But uh, my dad likes to. Maybe he stopped liking him because he got tired of. You know, I'll never forget that like uh, that that 2004 series with the Red Sox and Yankees. Um, I remember I was dating a girl who's an avid Red Sox fan. Okay. And we were traveling the night of Game Four, and we were at a wedding in Jersey. So I was amongst Yankees fans, Ooh. and that was great. Yes. But I remember going back to the hotel room. That game that night went late. That game Yo, was a late it, late game. Never ended. So I remember, you know, I finished my 19,000th bottle of wine, and I was like, I'm going to bed. And I I I said to her, I go, maybe sometime you should try rooting for a team that wins. <laughs> That was what I said right before oh, I went so to bed. So you're the reason the Red Sox came back. <laughs> right before I went to bed, before Game Four was over, and I'll tell you, that was <laughs> that was That's just hilarious. that was the worst. Oh, I bet. I was like, I was because uh, the, the worst thing about those series is there doesn't even need to be a Game Seven because you know it's over with the momentum of you know you're like yeah. why even bother? Yeah. There, I mean that's that that shit was over, dude. <laughs> that had no chance. You guys were screwed. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard getting really angry at baseball on TV. It's much easier to get angry at your computer and you know the. It is, yeah. No, that's a fun game, and actually, uh, out of the park actually saved us this 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 spring when there was no sports. We just decided to sim the season, and I gotta say we were much better managers and GMs than the Red Sox are. So uh, yeah. credit to us yes. yeah. as we put together a playoff team. As the Red Sox were the worst team in the league this year, so that was fun. Though they were, see, I didn't follow as much. They actually offered you know, the, the shortened season, and the cool thing about the game is the live players update. Oh, throughout okay, the season. that's cool. Their stats yeah. change on a daily it's basis. It's scary that they can do all that stuff now. It it's is amazing. amazing. I'm imagining like I, I was thinking about like. The impact on you as a player, like the the sort of morale, um, you know, the soul crushing thing of like you went from a diamond to a silver. <laughs> like, how do you not hate yourself? Right. How do you even go back out there? True. You're like, how do you not just give up? You completely fallen off. Yeah, like I, I, there's some of these cards that like literally it's like minus eighteen from when they first started. Oh. As far as it's a one to a hundred point system. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I wonder if they all talk about that in the clubhouse. Like, I'm a diamond. I'm a perfect fucking bronzes and irons over here you know like but i was just like i wonder how uh what, what kind of psychological effect it has on these guys knowing they're being raided in a game that everybody plays on the other side of that i wish i knew how to build those types of games because those people must be billionaires dude you know the amount of money i spend on the game i don't care to comment on but <laughs> i think about it and it makes me angry because they a there's sales tax on the points that you buy which i'm like it's not a tangible item i don't understand how this is ridiculous and yep. there's also they take a tax out of the auction house like 10 percent. and i'm like this is not even real money like the things i'm buying have no real world value outside of this game of course yeah they must just be it's like people who have like you know the the iphone like slot games that yeah. people oh, get yeah, hooked yeah, on yeah, yeah. Yep. and they're yep. just pumping money into it I mean that's just virtual, and they and they act like they're being generous, like oh we gave you a bonus million dollars of virtual, virtual money. Currency, that means nothing. <laughs> yeah, that costs us zero. <laughs> like we can inflate the entire sure. slot yep. economy. Yeah, I, I, it is it is a bummer to not be a programmer these days because that would have been. Mm -hmm. I mean, every day you just sit back and you're like, you just print money. It's, essentially, you are printing money. My brother is a programmer, and like ten years ago, I was like, we should start some sort of dating site. 
and we would make bank. And that asshole was like, oh. I'm like, we could have made money, Brett. Uh, you should have started the. Uh, Thanks a lot, Brett. You, you should have started that. Harvard Connection. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Harvard.edu. That would have been the that would have been the one. No, smart for dumb. I always like that. Like the smart people like get on this site and they find dumb people. Maybe that's what they like. You know, you never know. People like. Well, think about what makes out of the park. 21 perfect team so addictive there's two elements there's the collecting yep so the there's the pursuit of shiny objects yes in these cards there's like something really thrilling to me when i pull a perfect card out and like it has a, the whole animation sequence and everything is like i heart skips a beat and i'm all of a sudden i forget We're about the outside world yes yeah i forget about the outside world for like five <laughs> minutes i'm like wow i just pulled tris speaker that was insane speaker. and uh and and then there's also the competitive element so they're nailing two really addictive things the the treasure hoarding but also the i have to be better than everybody else but there's no way i can you know because you just can't outspend people you can't that's the problem is that someone's always spending more money than yeah you. there's always somebody yeah. out there who's there's, like there's some asshole who yeah he plays like, the fun he shows up right. on the computer once a month he buys whatever the best cars are doesn't look at his team again for a month yep. <laughs> just yep. like you yep. know just plows everybody mm -hmm. else and then you have all the disgruntled players the ftp players who are like, they shouldn't be allowed to compete. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure the game's going to shut off the pay mode. Yeah, because you guys are angry. Like, they're not going to make any money. Oh, the FTP players are upset. So let's not sell millions of dollars worth of virtual right. cards every day anymore. Of course. Of course. It's always going to be somebody. There's always someone, man. It's such a, then it becomes a social, uh, social uh, like, like a class, an issue of class. You know, like, now you've got the downtrodden, you know, Poor people <laughs> upset at the whales <laughs> who are ruining the game for them. And it's not whales like always ruin the game. Same people with DraftKings and FanDuel and all that stuff. They yeah. all figured out that algorithm and they buy out all the places. That's and right. Daily fantasy is ruined. And it's supposedly the opposite of the American dream because it's always like the American farm boy who That's know, right. he makes the majors, you know, and it's like, no, in, in reality, in this game, you can't do that. Right. Like, <laughs> if you come from humble beginnings, you're going to stay pretty humble. Um, and that's just going to be the way it is. Sure, sure. But yeah. So I think if you did, if you were to do a dating site, how could you, could you like collect people on it and then pit oh. them against one another? Like, oh man, a competition dating site. Like would everybody be has a card and awesome. a rating. Yes. That would be incredible. Yeah. If you just fought for people. I mean, I don't want to give all these ideas away because you and I could, you know. That's true. You That's said really that your point. brother's a programmer. He is. Yeah. Yeah, but he's so busy. He's too busy to make billions of dollars. That's right. I don't like billions of dollars. I have like a family. I'm like, oh god, that, kids always that ruin excuse. everything. I was like talking about how but that's a really point, good. Could you imagine if like you were literally like taking the best aspects of like Magic the Gathering or like you know like World of Warcraft? Yeah. So you're literally fighting over dating said female or male right and people would say oh yeah. that's wrong but it's the only Why? people that weren't winning there's only people that you know, <laughs> right exactly that's the people the loser being, talk the people being fought over love it <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? loser talk that's because loser the winners talk. are ready to date yeah they are like i, I mean like just that. take like every virtual it's like virtual jousting or not jousting yeah <laughs> like jousting or like i guess i mean or sword sword play sword fighting sword play what kind of I mean, sword that, yeah, that, yeah i guess that could already <laughs> be there you know? yeah i think you can find all of those things no but. judging yeah so it's not, yeah our game is not a judgment free zone it's not planet fitness <laughs> our game is not if you want planet if you want judgment free you go to planet fitness otherwise you come over to do you find it weird that planet fitness has pizza every month i bet the pizza's terrible and bagels, and bagels? And bagels. really and bagels you know what 
Planet Fitness sucks. Why Any is that? gym that says you're not allowed to do deadlifts. Like you literally you aren't allowed to deadlift at Planet Fitness. Why? I don't know why, but you you'll get like they'll... the lunk lunkhead or whatever. They'll yeah, they have like whole... a like a siren. Yeah, they literally will tell you to leave if you're doing deadlifts. You so, get a warning. I will say this before COVID, I was I was going to a gym. That was like a bodybuilding gym. I was going yeah. with a buddy of mine who was he was basically training me. Yep. And that's the those way people were all super nice. They were the nicest people ever. All well, these again, like because they all agree. All the quote unquote lunkheads. They like right. they all want to help you. Yeah, I don't you're, understand you're why that's like a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, this is a person trying to better themselves, right, just yeah. like I do. Like the barbecue people. Yeah, this is a person yeah. trying to perfect yeah. meat. Yeah, I I find it interesting that Planet Fitness tries to play that card. It's like no, those people are pretty cool. Yeah, but look at the people that go to fuck. I mean, it's that's like, true. Yeah. People that even ten dollars a month. They won't go. It's like that's all pure profit. Like Planet Fitness probably makes so much pure profit off that ten dollar membership because yeah. nobody even oh, yeah. goes. They forget they even have it. Mm-hmm. And now service merchandise, the legendary service merchandise, what is about, about to become a. It's about to become a Planet Fitness in South Portland. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I thought service merchandise was coming back. I wish. I was oh like, God. what? Well, it has been a guitar center, so I should. Yeah, say it's it a guitar center, good. right? Because like, I mean, yeah. God, the the, the so, childhood years spent. Circling things I wanted for Christmas. Do you remember service merchandise? You'd go and there was a conveyor belt waiting yes. for your shit to come out <laughs> yes, from back. I do. It was yeah. the best ever. It was amazing. It was like and I, Ikea. I used to get most of the things I wanted for Christmas, except my parents didn't get me the goddamn, I wanted the rock tumbler, okay, like the rock yes, polisher yes, that was in that yep, catalog. Yep. I'm like, I don't know why I want it, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had circled it really big, but I didn't receive it. So, so that that uh, mall now, I used to work in the mall. But I used to when it was a there was a Where golf and tennis store. It was golf. Spencer day. Gifts. I worked at Golf Day. No, it was it was not in the mall. It was uh, at that service merchandise like mini mall. Sorry, I should say. So now it's Guitar Center, Planet Fitness, a recreational weed store. Yep. <laughs> the Chinese buffet. <laughs> yeah, this great wall. Some weird legal place that you can go and do your own legal stuff. And then DSW, right? And DSW. And yeah. Five Guys. Yes, and yeah. Five Guys. <laughs> yeah. So you can go get your weed. Yeah. Go to Five Guys. Yeah. Go get your guitar. So it would be and cool if, like, if the if the weed store was there back when 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 strawberries was there. Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Know, yeah, like yeah. those things go hand in hand. Yeah, man, I just got my live album. Now I'm gonna get some weed. <laughs> yeah, Chris likes to, to bounce around. Max. Chris has been known to bounce around the room every now and again. Yes. Yeah, that's actually the one fish album that I enjoy is the alive one. Uh, so. Well, as as some of the listeners may know, Chris and I were in a band together at one point. Uh, they did not know that. We have yes, never discussed that. And uh, we, uh, I, I used to listen. I used to rock out. To, I, I was actually listening to Stash Live the other day, Chris. You'd enjoy that. <laughs> I think that Fish, the problem with Fish was, like, I liked their music in high school and stuff, but I didn't love the people that liked Fish. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know, and that's the same way I feel. Like, I don't really like the Grateful Dead's music or you know, the scene. Sure. But with Fish, I'm like, I like a lot of this music. It's actually pretty cool. They're incredible musicians. Yeah, they yeah. are. And you can't yeah. deny that. And I'm nope. sure, you know what the Grateful Dead, I'm sure they are too. Same but thing. Yep. Their music just puts me to sleep. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. But you're right. I mean, sometimes a, a band's actual uh, fan, like their fans will turn you off of the band. Yeah. That's yeah. totally fair to say. Yeah, like, oh man, you, you, are you listening to just like a, like a <laughs> studio LP? That's so lame. <laughs> I have fucking blah 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 from 1992. Yeah, I got like I got the 84 B side, yeah, dude, yeah. from uh, CBGB. Studio no LPs. Look at this guy of. with studio LPs over here. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I got like Toto's latest that no one's ever Toto. heard. Uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna need a little of that. Uh, oh bore, yeah, dude. Bourbon. 1792. And let me. Yeah. Can I give I a shout out to Moses? Yes, you can. Hot supper. A good buddy of mine. We. Uh, if you've ever been to hot, 
not you. I if you haven't, general. you need to go. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. But I would say this. You're going to see a bowling pin. They sponsor the show. Oh, they do? They're one of our sponsors. Yeah. Oh, Hot Sub sponsors the show. Well, yeah. I love you, Moses. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever go there, you'll see a bowling pin and a uh, pint glass. And I was part of the softball team that won that pint glass and the bowling team that won that bowling pin for the really? Team Hot Supper. So, yes. That's amazing. Mo and Al are good Gorham boys like I am. So I yeah, never really realized they were from yeah. Gorham. That, yeah. that place is like it's a perfect so good, example. Dude. So in the days now, obviously, restaurant life is very complicated in the, in the, the days of COVID. And so, you know... The people that are, are are thriving are the people that, you know, had sort of, like, they're not really doing a lot different than they did before. They sure. kind of weathered the storm. They're just like, you know, yeah. they stick with a formula that works. Yep. I mean, I've never had anything that wasn't delicious there. It's incredible. And, yeah. and, and I don't go for brunch because you can't get in. It's impossible. Right. Like, I go for dinner because dinner is under, way underrated there. But, like, I, I don't like waiting in line, which I was like. We actually had to go from dinner there last night. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> his, his ribs are delicious. Oh, yeah. He really can I was it. actually, I was pissed he took all of his his barbecue off the menu i've never told him that mo if you're listening i'm so pissed you took those off so that, that his mean, ribs were unreal does that mean benny's in june is off the menu uh the i think it's Benedict. a special that i think thing. it is a special you get that the, is incredible the, the, yeah. the pro move is you get the benny's in june i don't think it's called that anymore it's like pulled pork benedict but oh you maybe an, he does you that add way. the fried green tomatoes oh, to that fried green tomatoes my god yeah. well and again it's and it goes back to barbecue this southern southern delicious, cookie oh thank you and again, that was uh, 1792's first. I'm so glad you served shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah. No problem. It's a shot house. Yes, a sh- this is a shot house? <laughs> so you're amongst, you're amongst like-minded <laughs> yeah. people here. Yes, absolutely. God, I swear to God. It's usually, I mean, yep. I get it when it's at the airport. You know, and I'm like, can I have three drinks? And they're like, we can only serve you one at a time. And I'm like, okay. You don't want people getting sure yeah. wiling out at the airport, you know. But when I'm at, like, the top of the East in the Westin Hotel, and I'm like, can I have a shot of Jameson? We don't do shots. And I'm like, you know what? If I w- didn't want to drink so badly, I would leave. But luckily for you, I'm a raging alcoholic, so I'm going to stick around and say I want a neat Could I have Jameson. a Goldschlager neat, please? GS neat, please. Extra flake. I get the, the I get the, the Goldschlager XO. It has more flake in it. Uh, it, it more I will expensive. say I, I enjoyed the Rumble Bit shots to start the show Dude, today. I'm that telling was you, great. Rumble that was great. That's solid. That is destroys Doctor. Does well, yeah. Doctors? I don't even Doctors is literally it's like drinking just simple syrup. Yeah, is what it reminds me of. Mm. Minty simple syrup. Rumble Mins. I call it unicorn poison it's body because it just it has that like it always makes you recoil in horror. Yep. Like you always make this face like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you shiver. And if I always say, if you're gonna, if you if you can only do one nip of something, yep, that's the one to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good call. That is a really good call. Yeah. But the, the yeah. key is always buy the nips, never buy the bottle. Right. Because once you start free pouring it, I, you want to talk about like true blackouts, <laughs> like, like the kinds where I had a phase for like two months where I was doing a lot of the apologizing to people the next day, mm-hmm. but wonder, but not knowing that if I had to or not, right. just by default. I'd be like, I probably should say sorry to a bunch of people. I don't really know. Sure. That shit is powerful magic. So the nips are perfect because they portion them out for you, and yep. you know how much you've had. Yep. yep. And, they go per- and they go great with Napa Syrah and really high-end bourbon, you know? It's amazing how that works, right? It's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. I think that our uh, our shot house, we should have a, <laughs> I wish have a slushy machine that does Rumpelman slushies. I like the idea of the a place called the shot house, by the way. I'm all about the shot house. Or the shit house. <laughs> well, that's what happens after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go get shit house at the shot house. That's <laughs> what we always do. You know that. Every yeah. Friday night, me and the boys, mm-hmm. we go down there. Yep. So I will say that I'm glad Mo and Alec have brought 
southern food to Maine because yeah, everyone well. kind of looks at it as oh maybe it's just Cajun, maybe it's just this or that. But they have truly brought the higher level of southern cooking. Like I mean, you and I were talking about Sean Brock before we yeah. came on the air, and and people like that who have. I love people who elevate simple food, whether it's barbecue, whether it's southern food, what, what, whatever it is. I mean, it could be whatever, uh, whatever food from any nation there is. Like someone who takes that and and makes it, takes it to the next level. Man, I I always appreciate that. I I think it's incredible. And, and I Mo think what, took the time to kind of seek out like yep. Geechee Boy grits. You know, uh, like he tasted yep. all these different grits. You know, yep. and settled yep. on the best one that he liked. And... They care. They care, man. And I think I think I think. I think you said about a lot of people in Portland. I think they really care about what they're doing. You have nice. to care yeah. unless you're like, you know, Texas Roadhouse. Like these days to survive as a restaurant, you have to, you have sure. to care. You got to yeah. be there. <laughs> you yep. got to make it happen. But yep. again, I'm, re- I'm currently retired and I'm <laughs> thankful for that. But uh, I want to talk about, so you have a Traeger. I do. Girl, I, yes. I've been, I don't have a proper backyard per se. So it's not a, a realistic investment for me right now. But I am intrigued. So they take it's pellets, right? So Traeger's pellet, Traeger's pellets, and, and the nice thing about Traeger is it's it's a essentially I, w- I would call it a hybrid. So it's you do plug it in, so it does have power, and and so but it's not electric because you are using pellets. So essentially, there's an auger underneath that rolls the pellets underneath, and then you have the the smoke that goes into the machine itself. Now the nice thing is that it keeps a really maintained heat, so you don't have to worry about stoking the fire or you know making sure that your smoke level is is coming through so it is very it's very easy if you want to say it so that that's that's the best part about the traeger is that you have a very constant level of heat which is which is what everyone's looking for is you're trying to find that constant level of barbecue that's the that's just the 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 base of the whole thing is proper temperature for and the nice thing about traeger too is it's not overly smoky you'll get if you are a smoke fan you'll get a smoke flavor but you know, for my wife, my wife is not a huge fan of like overly smoked foods, but she'll destroy anything on a Traeger because she'll get that little bit of, you know, she'll get that smoke flavor, but yeah. it's not overpowering. It takes it, it makes it kind of foolproof. Exactly. Which yep. is amazing. Yep. It's almost like, like a digital, like even just a di- the digital yeah. thermometer in general. Sure. Change sure. the game on having to, you oh, know, yeah. guesstimate yeah. on a turkey yep. or, you know. Yeah. Like, I and mean, we'll do nachos on that thing. We'll oh, do dude, pizzas. Nachos. Yeah. Oh, my God. Smoky nachos are the greatest Fuck, thing dude. ever. That sounds. Okay. I fucking love nachos. Nachos are the greatest yeah. fucking food ever. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. You throw nachos some brisket are on there, some pulled pork. Yeah. You're making some nachos. And you make your own tortilla chips. Oh, yes. And you get the, yes. instead of sour cream, you get the Mexican crema or the Salvadoran oh. crema. And yes. uh, and now what I like is that you make a huge platter of nachos, and if there's any left over, I like making chilaquiles with them in the morning. Just, just scramble eggs all over, you know. Chilaquiles. Like, I wouldn't say this. I'm gonna call it out. Portland brunch places. Somebody please. Get your fucking ass on some chilaquiles. The only place I've had it is uh, in Scarborough at um, El Rayo. El Rayo. Brunch. Yeah. They yes, they have a chilaquiles menu. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Good for them. Yes. Yeah. Right. Why can't? I actually had that last time I was there. Yeah, it was good. It's it's the perfect it's like the perfect breakfast food. So good, incredible. There was a place in Somerville that used to do it, and they and they serve it with this like perfectly cooked like it was like a flank steak or something. And so you have this like a perfect steak with these yep. like just oh my god all the flavors there are incredible. Um, but at the same time, so I think it was the so the episode of the Pitmaster podcast yeah. with uh, uh, Fred Robles. Fred Robles, uh, yeah. Fred yeah. Robles, excuse yes. me. Um, no, he was I mean, saying <laughs> that <fine>. you know. <clears throat> And one thing I also like about barbecue is like, yeah, you can have this, you know, multi-thousand dollar rig, but he's like, you could also do it out of like an oil drum or like a Webster grill from Walmart. You know, he's like, if you know what you're doing, 
it doesn't really matter. And yeah. I've I've seen this in 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 action. I've seen people with these like, you know, like Buley smokers that are like custom jobs, and then the barbecue is just like, it's like what's the what's even the point? It's like buying really expensive fish, but not knowing how to cut for sushi. <laughs> so yes, you just yeah. mangle it, right, and it just right. it doesn't. You could literally just be eating like. Like raw haddock or something. Sure, sure. And <laughs> and I'll give uh, I'll give a shout out to Jay Villani at at yeah. Salvage. And yeah. He built his own smokers. He nice to bartend at local. Yeah, he literally welded his own smokers, and Jay put them together, and that's what Salvage is doing. And or uh, you know the guys over at um, oh god, why can't I think of their name now? Ah, who's over in Ellesmere? Ellesmere, yeah. those guys went out and got Texas smokers. Yeah. You know, they they wanted to make sure it's legit. And well, they have a Buley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Buley. That's right. They yeah. have a Buley. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's a gorgeous, And they, gorgeous they, they were actually the ones talking yep. to me about, like, yep. the learning curve there. Oh, it's gorgeous. They're like, you got you have this amazing smoker, but it takes a while to learn how to yeah. freaking use it. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep. And these guys who are on the competition circuit, they're, if they're switching, it'll take them a two or three competitions to figure it out and – you know, my buddy has like seven or eight different smokers that he'll like try to figure out what to do with, and it's it's unbelievable what they're what they're what they're doing. But a smoke, like you said, going back to what you originally said about uh, the green smoke or whatever it might be, it's it's dirty smoke, yeah. And they're they're always finding ways. It's it's like any other competition. It's any any other sport where you're trying to figure out the best ways, the best uh, the you know the best. Um, the best strategies to go with whatever the might it might be and and so these guys are all trying to figure out their 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 best ways with the the kind of meat they want to use the type of the type of wood they want to use whether it's you know it's is it pecan is it What's fruit your, wood what are, what is are your it oak whatever on wood and uh, you know what do you use i use pecan uh the pellets i get i like pecan i like cherry yep. i like um uh hickory and i, I like to mix those uh, pecan is great because it's very mild and it's a nutty flavor, which is nice. Cherry, you know, you get that, you get that sweetness. I tend and to like hi- cherry with the bacon. Yeah. Oh, cherry with bacon is incredible. And then hickory is just the more, the level of smokes higher. So you add that into those. It's, it's a really nice mix, but I love That's cherry. a really interesting I'm a, idea. Just I'm a sweet the, barbecue. You know. I'm a sweet barbecue fan, to be honest with you. I love, I love sweet sauces, you know. Abby, Abby and I out here, we're lucky enough to have maple trees. We tap them. We, we make our own maple syrup in, in March. So sadly, I ran out. But, you know, typically, yeah, typically, you know, we, we love using our own maple syrup in, in our barbecues, in our barbecue, because, again, it gives you that natural sweetness. And it's it's also it's 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 our land. You know, it's part it's it's where we're from. And I think what's so un- unique about living in Maine is I think we all want to be able to, you know, include you know, where we live or, you know, some sort of aspect of, we all love farm to table, right? Yeah. I mean, it's we, we, we don't like calling it that, but we, right. like, yeah. 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 we don't like calling it <laughs> We want it you that, to shut the fuck up whenever you say that, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's but very pretentious. Yeah. Sure. But we yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 I mean, if we're able to use our, our maple syrup, you know, whatever the case might be, whatever it is, you know, it, it's great to be able to use, you know, the fruits of our land. So and that's yeah. really like what they're talking about. Um, on the podcast lives, it's, it's making it's yes. doing the best of what yes. is around for you. Yeah. You know what I think gets a bad rap is grade B maple syrup. Like I agree. I feel like that's if I'm cooking, especially like that's where the flavor is coming from. Like rather than like a forty dollar bottle of 
you know. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you don't need anything too special. I mean, you get that beautiful just maple syrup flavor. Oh man, I love maple syrup. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh yeah. It's... I also love fake maple syrup. Like, you give me some. Like, you give well, me it's some not Aunt Jemima's gone now. I know. Yeah. I was so gonna, it's I... Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> Log I'm gonna cabin. go right to log cabin. Yeah, <laughs> I will literally chug log cabin like Ugh. like fucking super. And that's just corn and syrup, happy. right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's what I grew up on is Eggo waffles and. Mrs. Oh my Butterworth. god, Eggo waffles were the shit. And my my mom would literally get the fucking shed spread country crock <laughs> and rock the fucking wa- the Eggo waffles with the Mrs. Butterworth. That's how I am who I am now because I was like, there must be more to life than this. So my mom was all about. Uh, Margarine, thinking that was healthy. Well, when that we were was kind of the shed spread. Oh yes, margarine. yeah, we had yeah, the, yeah. we had mazola. You remember that? Yeah, shit? of course. With the corn. Or I cannot <laughs> believe it's not butter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fabio was there. Yes, uh, I can't believe person. it's not butter. I cannot believe it's not butter. Right now, of course, we're looking for yeah. the fattiest butter ever. And now we're like, like, well, that 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 stuff tasted like plastic. Right. Where's the fucking carry gold? Yeah. Right? <laughs> KGB, dude. That's what we, all I use at home. I know. I know. I've seen the videos. Uh, you have. <laughs> KGB's the shit, dude. I think that. Uh, while ego and all that is a thing, yeah. toaster strudels are still delicious. Oh yeah. Um yeah. they are they do present a challenge where you have to keep to one packet per strudel, even though you want to use two, because then eventually you're gonna end up with a dry strudel. But the other day I was in the frozen aisle because the only thing I buy from that aisle generally is the um I love those like McDonald's style hash browns. Oh my god. You know, so those good, are delicious. Yeah. So those are in the so those are in the frozen aisle. <laughs> yeah. So right next to them are the toaster strudels. So I was you know, I was I was uh window shopping. Sure. Yeah. And um yeah. they were so Weird, dude. There was like this special edition toaster strudel. Uh, <laughs> special edition no, seriously, strudel. and it was like what the fuck special, is that? Special, <laughs> special edition themed Mean Girls themed <laughs> and pink frosting, and it was like, and you could get like, a, and you would literally there was a digital download of Mean Girls you would get as a bonus because apparently one of the girls in that movie her father invented toaster strudels really? or something that's what it says no on the kidding. box wow but I was like Mean Girls what is this 1999 like what that was forever ago right like that yeah I was gonna say that's gotta be I mean Lizzie Lohan was still normal yeah yes she was <laughs> yes that, oh yeah Lilo, whatever. The, I don't even. Yeah. That's right. We had Lacey Chabert from yep. Party of Five. Oh yes, Lacey Chabert. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried, Rachel McAdams. Was that the? Yeah, uh, but these are all like yeah. yeah. These are these are prominent actors in all the '90s films, yeah. you know. And yeah. I was thinking of um, she's in uh, Idle Hands, and uh, she's in that movie where everybody dresses like DNA, and the maybe it's Ten Things I Hate About. I don't know. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You is a great movie. Yeah. You know Shit. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, Damn it, Julia Stiles? No, it's like oh, it's, it's not Jessica Biel, but it sounds like that. Oh, Jessica right. Alba. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, wasn't she was in Mean Girls. Hands, yes. Was she in Mean Girls? I don't think she was in Mean Girls. Oh okay. Either way. You know, that same kind of gaggle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I hear you. But I was like, I wow. The, I can't believe I'm looking at a box of toaster strudels in 2020 with a limited edition Mean Girls theme That's with super pink weird. frosting and you can get a digital download of Mean Girls if you don't have any streaming services at your home and you still need this kind of thing because like I'm pretty sure Mean Girls you can get That's super weird. It was sued. Yeah, I almost took a picture weird. of it and I was just like but then I got distracted by the fact that somebody's making cinnamon toast crunch ice cream. <laughs> and so I went over and I was looking at that box. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm like a raccoon at the uh, at the with the shiny objects at the I try to stay store. out of the frozen frozen section. I only go there for right. potatoes. Like, I would I would literally buy like everything. Well oh, it's look. amazing because you don't go in that aisle yeah. very often. Yeah. So when you do, it's fun to see how what the state of things are. Sure. Sure. And you're like, wow. Look what Toaster Strudel's doing these days. How forward-thinking of them. 
<laughs> Look at that pink frosting. Now that's thick. That's thinking outside the box. You know. <laughs> Why well, I like these guys. I love these guys. So. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with toaster strudels or cinnamon toast yeah. crunch, and I didn't get the ice cream because it was one of those things where I'm like, Joe, it's like that weird Oreo pie that's in the dry aisle, yep. but it's like like crack. My uh, somebody made that exactly for me what once. You're talking about. Yeah. It's insane. It's like gelatin Oreo pie, and it's yeah. like ludicrous. Right. It makes no sense. No why sense. It's so good. Oh my god! But it's like uh, it's the, like the that, that. It's just like 99% sugar. Yeah. It's like that yeah. log. It's that log cake you make with the famous chocolate oh, wafers and the yes. whipped cream. Yes, that shit is awesome. That if you when you're stoned, you eat it so fast, you bite your lip like 12 times, but you can't stop. <laughs> And then the blood mixes with all the whipped cream, <laughs> and that's it. Hey, then it's like pink people frosting. Don't understand that blood is a, a good flavor. It's tinny. It's tinny. <laughs> that's right. It's a little tinny. Add a little sugar to it though. It's money. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. So, uh, getting back to barbecue for a moment, I wanted to talk about because sure. you were trashing on things. Yes. Um, bad barbecue. What, what defines bad barbecue in your opinion? Overcooked. Yeah, the first sure. thing that comes to mind is just overcooked, and it's it's dry pulled pork, it's dry ribs, it's 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 it's. I don't want to say lean brisket because again, I think you can make good lean brisket. I think it's dried brisket. I think that's what it really comes down to. Or chicken that's not. Let, let's be honest. If you want to have good barbecue chicken, you're gonna brine it, and then you're gonna put it on there, especially if it's white meat, and then you're gonna really really slow cook it. So yeah, because you gotta because those things are yeah. all gonna cook at different you know. What I love about what I love about the podcast that I do with my buddy Luke is that every single one of his cooks that will come on, they'll say their biggest fuck up with chicken is they tried breast meat. Yeah, it's but it's that's thigh. also the most thigh, beautiful thigh, thigh, thing thigh, yeah. when you get when you eat chicken breast. That's absolutely delicious. I'm always like, how did you do that? Because it can be, it's incredibly incredible. hard. But when but you get you're, it, you're gonna you're gonna brine the shit out of it, yeah. And you're gonna and then slow, it almost tastes like slow, luncheon slow. meat, you right. know. It's like that. Or you're gonna, or you're just gonna pound it deep. You're gonna yeah. fry the shit Bread out it, of it. Fry it, it yeah. <laughs> or hey. make a beautiful like chicken. Like I, I found this, I found this incredible chef on on YouTube. Some Italian dude. He's he weighs like 400 pounds, and he's like, hey, it's not Dom, how, it's not Dom DeLuise. No, it's not Dom DeLuise. He's <laughs> he like, here's one. how to make chicken salta bocca, and then Florentine it up. And I made that for my anniversary. And my wife were like was blown away by how good it was, and and that that's that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, but, chicken paillard, like anything, uh, anything where you pound yeah. the chicken flat, yep. Yep. tenderize yep. it, because the but, whole point of it is the chicken breast is thick. Mm -hmm. And but so to get it fully of course, cooked, of course, it's hard. You got to go slow. It's hard. You got to go really and then, slow. And you get that smoke going. That's that, almost like cold smoke. It sure, is exactly. sure. But I'll tell you the the one thing that I think a lot of my friends will tell me if they have smokers or whatever. It's the first time they do a chicken. If they do a whole chicken, or if it's they're blown away by how the tenderness of it is so much different than anything that they've ever made in an oven or or whatever it might be. And it's true. Slow and slow, man. Low yeah. and slow. That's it's all about patience. Yep. It's a skill and patience. Yep. Uh, um, bad barbecue too is over saucing. Yeah, I was gonna say over saucing. I well, think over saucing is a huge usually, factor. Yeah. I love sauce, but we also I'm perfectly fine, especially perfectly fine eating anything without sauce. I want to taste the meat. I want to taste the smoke. I want to taste the salt, like that that beautiful flavor. The glaze that, is yep, nice for a rub, yep. you know, like you don't need yep. it to be overly saucy. Doesn't and have to be overly saucy. Also, yeah. I don't think I think a common misconception: ribs shouldn't fall off the bone. No, that is the biggest misconception. Yeah, and I, you, when you go to like a yep. place where it's like a 
a Longhorn Steakhouse or something. You can get Red those like fake, right yeah, yep. like the, the, yeah, like the literally the bone is like clean. People are blown away when they yeah. come over and they eat and they take a bite and the, the bone doesn't fall off. I'm like, listen, yeah. If the ball, if if you're at a competition and the bone falls off, you're getting a very low score. Yeah, you need to bite right through. It should be a beautiful bite through where you'll see. I mean, it's kind of disgusting to say, but you'll see your tith- tooth mark, yeah. your teeth marks. Through that bite and and the bone it's it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to stay attached. Yeah, like I want to see you eat ribs and I want to know afterwards if you have gingivitis or not. Of course, that's so true. <laughs> I <laughs> should no, know. I gotta look at those ribs and see what's going now, on. Now we'll say this: don't get me wrong. I mean, if the, if the meat falls off the bone, it's delicious, but it's not the true. But it's weird. It's not the yeah. true. It's, the it's meaning of what. It's rarely. What it's that like liquid smoke, if yep. any smoke. Yes. And it's like yes. that weird. It has yep. like a and like the end pieces are tough. There's oh, like yeah. some in the middle that's yeah. like it's almost like a, it's just a, a strange texture that it's like they're just pre-made like no, ribs. You, you, know. you should have to fuck with the bone. That's the bottom line. You have to fuck with the bone, and and that's okay. Like that's oh, that's man. what it's supposed to. I be. mean, do you want like a chicken, chicken wing to fall off a bone? Like, exactly. of course not. Like that's and that's what I was just about to say. Like literally at the same time, if you're eating a chicken wing, you're not expecting all that meat to fall off, and that means the meat's killed. That's really what it means. You've and, murdered and it the might, meat. It might taste good, but it's not truly what barbecue needs to be. Like that barbecue, you need to be able to bite right through that meat and have it stay on the bone. And believe me, if you've never had that before, if you have it, you'll be fucking blown away. Yeah. You'll be yes, blown you away by how much better. I'll tell it is. you, those ribs you made, I'm excited for finishing. <laughs> I'm excited to finish the show and go eat more of those. But uh, it's can funny. I talk those up? Yeah. Huh? Can I talk those up? Yeah. Yes. All right, so here we go, folks. Ready? I made some ribs. I finished them off. A little butter. A little chili powder. And some sriracha. Made a few wings with some Dijon mustard, sriracha, and uh, some just some barbecue uh, some barbecue rub. Threw a little salt over my... So do you go, do you go right? Do you go right over left? I often do both because I forget. Okay, I go left over right. I think I generally go right over left just because okay. I'm right-handed. Well, I think that's what it was in, D- in Dumb and Dumber 2. Was, it was right over left. <laughs> Quick, throw some. <laughs> Who's a dead man? Just hit me with a salt shaker. <laughs> Quick, throw Kick his ass, Seabass. Yeah. Go ahead, Seabass. <laughs> By the way, inc- incredible movie. Also, Kingpin, amazing movie. Oh, Kingpin. Every time I, I think of, you know, what is it about good sex that makes you have to crap? <laughs> Every time I, I think of just the worst thing that could happen, I yeah. think of him vomiting like repeatedly. One of the one of the hardest laughs I ever had was the first time I saw him pooping in the urinal. Is that in the movie? They're, yes, they're in the bathroom, the and they're and they're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I think Qu- I'm yeah. starting to figure out <laughs> yeah, all this yeah. stuff. But he's taking a shit in the urinal. Yeah, yes, I do remember. Or that. when yeah. he's like, he he decides he doesn't want to smoke, he doesn't want to drink some beer, and he fucking smokes that huge <laughs> bong. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, so thumbs up with pulled pork. These guys they'll cut out what they call the money muscle, which is I have no idea what it is. It's probably some beautiful tender loin out of the out of the pork butt, like the but, oyster or the chicken. Kind yeah, of exactly. Yeah. They'll cut that out and they'll they'll smoke it separately, and that's they'll slice that up like it's like it looks like pork tenderloin, and then they'll and then they'll pull the rest of it. And so their box when they send it to judges, you'll have this beautiful pulled pork plus these slices of this beautiful money muscle, as they call it. And they'll sauce a little bit if they want, and then they'll send that in. So you have these different types of slices of pulled pork. And that's something you never think about when you go to the store and you're like, I just want some pulled pork. Like, there are different things you can do with those types of meat depending on what you do. I couldn't really imagine buying pre-made pulled pork. 
anyway. Oh yeah, exactly. As far as not, in a restaurant, but not like in the store. Of you course, know? Yeah. right. Of course, of course. So just going back to what I was saying. So for the ribs, uh, you know, you, you you take those up to a little over two hundred degrees. You want to make sure that they still have they're still connected to the rib. And what I did was I did the sriracha, the the chili powder, and the butter when I wrapped them. I made some wings today with some Dijon mustard, and wings are the easiest thing in the world. You just throw those on until they get to temperature, and you you smoke those with. And I did sriracha and Dijon. Take and smoked then, wings over fried wings. Oh my god, any, any day, day of the week. Yeah, any day of the week. And then I started making smoked meatballs about three or four years ago, and I ended up selling a bunch of those at a competition, and it was the coolest thing ever. Like people buying these and eating them, and seeing people react. Because I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a. A restaurant person. I'm, I'm in radio, so to see people buy my food and and tell me, I don't feel like most of these guys are awesome restaurant feeling. people. Most of them are not. No, they're they're computer programmers. Right. So, like my buddy was a lobbyist forever. You know, there there are people that are doing you know they're uh, electrical workers. Well, people that just be. do it yeah. out of necessity. Like yeah. the place that my one regret from Austin was not making it to Snow's Barbecue. And if you've seen that yep. new episode of Chef's Table, like people who. You know, that's what always annoys me when somebody makes, like, a barbecue-themed restaurant. Yeah. Oh, it's a gas station, right? Get it? And you're like, <laughs> people who have gas station barbecue places, and it's like, they didn't they didn't choose a gas station. It was just what was available. Exactly, right. Like, I hate when people, like, just the novelty. Right? it's not a trend. It's just, no, it was No, it's available. just like, that's what they had. They were like, oh, we can actually cook in this space. Yep. So let's do this. That's That's such a great point. Uh, I went to a bar. We uh, we went to a barbecue place in Nashville a couple of years ago. It was it's called Peg Leg Barbecue. It's a guy who he's on the circuit. He's he has been one on the leg, show? so of course he's called oh. Peg Leg. Okay. He hasn't been on the show. He needs to be on the. He should be on the podcast. But incredible ribs, incredible incredible greens. We haven't even talked about vegetables yet, but you know oh, collard greens. Yeah. Oh my god, collard greens can be so good. Um, and, you know, I grabbed a, I, I fucking bought a Milwaukee's Best and was drinking that because it was the fucking best thing ever with that, with that meat. And it's just, it looks like it's a cafeteria, right? right. It's, it, it doesn't, no frills. You're eating this incredible food that just, I would say 90% of the people don't even know it's there. Right. And if and you, you drank that no MGD idea. elsewhere, it wouldn't taste the same. It it's wouldn't, like, no. I have a weird no. thing yeah. where I don't drink soda, but... The one, but for some reason, whenever I get dim sum, I like yep. an ice cold can of Coke. Really? It's something about it with <laughs> the dim sum. That's fucking weird. Yeah. My friend has turned it. me on to it. I was like, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds too weird to not be delicious. Yep. You know, because like who would actually promote that if it was terrible? Well, it's you know. funny you mention that. So when I was, I was smoking on the, on the grill, I had a, uh, the moisture I was using, I used two, I, two or three like, Natty Light yeah. seltzers. And you just you use they anything have that will... Natty Light has a seltzer. Jesus. Of course they do. Fucking everyone has Natty a seltzer. Daddy's. That's the one, right? The fucking Natty 24. Daddy. That was the college man. Yeah. Oh, that was my college drink. Was the Natty Daddy? But yeah, it was I mean... Natty Light and it was Bush Bar bottles. Oh, Bush Bar bottles, not bad. Dude, we'd be we'd be fucking. I'd be I'd be fucking housing those out at <laughs> Salmon Falls right near here. <laughs> no That's shit. Where we used to party. Good, yeah, yeah. Good golf course. Yeah. Good golf course. Uh, we weren't golfing. We were pounding bush bar bottles exactly and passing out were, our roots yeah. of trees. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then doing the fucking, the, uh, the That death the march rope. out there. It's like a long, yes. it was a long, and at night coming back, it was, that's why you were better off Oh, I know. I grew up in Gorm, dude. I know. Yeah, I know you know. <laughs> I know. Remember how there was the only Taco Bell here was in, like, Buxton? Yes. Yeah, it was, like, the only one. <laughs> 
the only Taco Bell in Maine was in a gas station, like a Cumberland Farms. And, oh, no, it was the 7-Eleven in Gorham. 7-Eleven in Gorham. It was the 7-Eleven in Gorham. At a Taco yeah, Bell. fucking Taco Bell. Yeah, we used to get- That was so weird. We used to go to the church on the hill, and then we would go to the church and grab like 17 yeah. chicken soft yeah. tacos. <laughs> go yeah. fucking party. Well, I remember being like, I don't get it. Cause I, cause people grew up with Taco, you know, yeah. like, and I grew up with yeah. McDonald's, whatever. Sure. But I remember like having it from yeah, the, this, from the really 7-Eleven. I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't get when it. When we were kids, Taco Bell was not a thing in the state. No. When did you graduate college? Nice, High school. 97. 97. Oh, I was 99. Yeah. Hi- Taco Bell is not a thing in Maine. No. No. And Taco Bell honestly makes me sick. It's like KFC does it. Like if I, and it's I funny that it, they're housing the same thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Generally, because yeah. they both literally make my like the minute I, I finish companies. eating. Yeah. <laughs> that and Pizza Hut, right? <laughs> yeah. Pizza Hut. I used to love Pizza Hut growing up. Pizza Hut's not bad. I mean, for what it is, it's fine. The breadsticks are really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think Taco Bell is highly overrated. Oh, yeah. It's gross. I'm glad it's you're like, saying that. Yeah, so many people fucking love it. They Taco love Bell. it. Yeah. I don't know why. No. McDonald's any day over Taco Bell. I mean, Fuck obviously yes. different kinds of food, but like, you know, Popeye's take, over yes. KFC any day. Yes, like, Popeye's is so good. Yeah. Yep. Like, there's so much good fast food out there. There like, is. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. I don't go to Burger King anymore. Yeah. Oh, we have Chick fil A's now. We got one. Soon. In, Oh, I've been to the one in Bangor several times. The oh, one in Bangor. Good, good. Yeah, the one on. Yeah, the one in uh, Bangor. Right? I get the chick, the chicken sandwich with the Chick Fil A sauce and a peach milkshake, oh. and it is something else, man. It's good. I know. It's I know. Good. I know. I'm, I'm not endorsing any ideology here. No, it's food, dude. <laughs> it's like, just food. That, that's the thing. Like people who get ideology on the one. No, no, no. I just want to eat a fucking champ. I just want to yeah. eat a sandwich. Like I make black bean goya. I, I use goya in my black beans because my <laughs> breakfast isn't political. You know, right, it's like exactly. It just, Great point. Yeah. Great point. It is what it is. You can separate the Goya to the politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so stupid that we have to bring God, that do up. Do you remember how stupid it was when they did their Twitter post? Oh, yeah. Donald Trump yeah. was like, <laughs> that weird assortment of Goya. Like the, the, I remember the, the assortment. I'm like, those are like, I haven't used any of those Goya products. I didn't There's even know they made those things. No way Trump's ever had a Goya product. <laughs> and the, and the, but the ones, yeah, the ones on his desk in that picture, yeah. I was like, I, I don't recognize any of those. Let me tell you, I love these Goya products. <laughs> yeah. They're just amazing. Oh, Oh god! I don't even know what a bean is, but uh, exactly. oh, he has a taco salad though. He, eats, he did. He, yeah, he, he did. eats taco salad. He so. so he knows the real Mexican food. Um, so really, the point is, fucking hamburger and hot dog is not barbecue. It's a it's a back <laughs> it's a cookout. I love the story on the podcast. It sounded divert a little bit. Bethany McAllister yeah. when she's, she's awesome. when she's talking about she's awesome. Um, she seems amazing. Uh, I forget what her name of her three one three or something like that. Whatever or, the whatever the area code in Kansas. Okay, yeah, yeah, nine one three maybe nine one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but feel uh, bad. sorry, Bethany. <laughs> she's talking about you know little things you don't think about like when you're working in a restaurant and get used to restaurant grade plastic wrap. Yes. And she has this story about like. <laughs> You know, they wrapped. So you wrap the ribs. I guess they wrap them in plastic wrap and then aluminum foil that keeps them yeah. moist. Is that the, the way? Yeah, I mean, why they do that? Essentially, or? it depends on who you are. Like uh, they all have cambros, and of course, if you know what a cambro, a cambro is essentially, basically, it's a really, really incredible uh, uh, insulated cooler that keeps things warm. Um, and so they'll throw their ribs. They'll. Uh, Whoever you know, you'll, they'll smoke their ribs either overnight. They'll smoke their brisket overnight, or they'll, if they do like a, let's say they do like a three twenty five heat, they'll start it in the early morning. But that's where it's going to end up, and it's going to sit for a while. You want your brisket to sit for a while because you, you want you you want your you want your meat to be tender. You want your pork to be tender. You want your ribs to be tender, whatever that might be. So. Some people will wrap their ribs with, uh, like you said, industrial grade pla- uh, plastic wrap. Some will do uh, tin foil. Some will, whatever they might. But she use. was doing both, right? Yeah, she was she doing, was the doing wrap. both, yeah. and and yeah. So you want to make sure, especially if you're if you're competing, 
tenderness is a huge factor. And if you're not tender, if you're not perfect, if you don't have the perfect bite, they're just going to give you low scores. I mean, that's what it is. And so these folks know what they were doing and they, and they, uh, you know, they'll, they'll change their strategies all the time, but, uh, certainly looking at plastic wrap, looking at like foil, looking at that camera, whatever the case might be, they're going to slow things down and, and try to make sure that fat really, really renders down. Hell yeah. And that's yeah. what makes it tender. Uh, but the funny thing is in her story, she talks about, uh, Beth McAllister, how she, for some reason had to go to like Walmart to get plastic because she didn't, she didn't bring yes. it with her or yeah. something. <laughs> so she wrapped it around the ribs. And but then when she went to actually serve it, the plastic had melted, yes. and she looked at the package and it was basically it was like, "Do not expose to like high heats. Do not expose yeah. to sugar or something like that." Yeah. Both she's like, and we had done both of those things, so they had to pick all the plastic off of these ribs. They picked all the plastic off the ribs, and then they won. They got first place. It's amazing how that works. I think that's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, these people are amazing. They they just know how to they know how to deal with stuff. And that one dude like dropping other, the thing on the asphalt. It's <laughs> any it's any other sport really. If you think about it, Joe, they just they know how to to make adjustments and and it's you have you have a half hour between. So assuming it starts at twelve o'clock, twelve o'clock's your tw- uh, twelve o'clock is your chicken turning. Twelve thirty is your is your ribs turning. Uh, one o'clock is your is your pork turning. One thirty is your brisket turning. They have a half hour to figure it out. So. It's quick. Maybe they have a so- maybe they have a finishing sauce or everything. They're gonna make sure that's happening. Uh, they're gonna cut every single piece. They're gonna they're they're probably gonna smoke three or four uh, racks of ribs, and then they're gonna pick the best ribs from all those racks, and they're gonna put eight or nine in the box. They're gonna take all those the chicken thighs. They're gonna smoke fifteen chicken th- thighs. They're gonna take six of the best. They're gonna sm- uh, they're gonna smoke two or three butts of pulled pork and. And they're going to take it from there. Same with the brisket. The brisket, they're trying to find the best slices. Maybe they finish off some burnt ends. And burnt ends for competitions are much different. Burnt ends for competitions are literally like fat bites. Yeah, that's whereas, what I would imagine. Yeah. Right. Where burnt ends, what well, we like them, I mean, yeah. it's it's just the burnt ends of like lean. Right, it's char. It, yeah. It's good. It's, yeah. it's fun to but I like the fat. It's I like the idea of the fat bite. But when yeah. it's all fat, it's incredible. Do you think that these yeah. guys and girls, um, how often do you think they actually eat barbecue? Very rarely. I was gonna say because uh, you must they, be just like yeah. They they'll try everything. They have to right. try everything. They'll make sure they. But try they're not going out for barbecue. No. Very rarely. I mean, as much as they might love it, it's their life, you know. Right. So they're they're uh, you know I'm sure it just drives them crazy how much they eat because one of the questions Luke asks is it's always about like what's your meal and the, everyone always answers tacos. tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's always, always tacos. tacos. Yeah. It's, it's like fish uh, tacos or whatever kind of tacos. It's like when I was in the wine business for you yep. know 10 years so you go to these tastings and you're tasting like 270 wines in a day, you know, you're spitting, but it's yep. like you're tasting and it's like before 2 in the afternoon. Sure. There's no single better thing in the world than a nice cold beer after yep. being at a yep. wine tasting all yep. fucking morning. Um, now, I want to, before we finish up, I want sure. to discuss vegetables. Uh, I was saying that in yeah. Austin, I was kind of disappointed because they don't really do greens there. They do yeah. beans, and I feel like the greens are like what keeps the system, you know, like that's that's what goes hand-in-hand with all the fatty meat and the booze is you got some roughage, yeah. some bitter. I mean, yeah. granted, they're cooked. And pork fat and freaking whatever, but I mean, there's still greens, you know. It's still something that's not meat, right? It's still some sort of vegetarian or not vegetarian, but it's still some sort of veggie. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I think collard greens are. I mean, if there's anything that is that's synonymous to barbecue, I don't know what it is. I mean, collard greens have to be. So the, why don't they do it in it, Texas? It's a really good question. I don't know much about Texas when it comes to that type of food. 
Like, granted, this was Austin, so I'm not. But Austin is like the barbecue capital. Well, you would imagine that Austin would have. Yeah, yeah you think Austin would be a little. I didn't more see greens on one. I saw food. slaw. Yep. Different kind. You got two options on pickles. Yep. Sure. Um, Shinerbach. Yep. <laughs> and then meat, and the sauce yeah. was always on the table. You didn't really need it. I, I like a little sauce. I, I, if I'm going to sauce something, you just like the pulled pork. Of course. Uh, yeah. Or actually, they, I don't really love the the Texas style like hot link sausage. Oh yeah. And the casing yeah. is a little tough for me. Um, the flavor is good, but yeah, it's very chewy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm a Midwest sausage fan. I love yeah. bratwurst. I, yeah. I love it. And actually, I, sh- I should mention this. I had some of the best barbecue I've ever had in Prague, Czech Republic. Really? And Was it American-style barbecue? Or? It is, I mean, and I will say this. Sedanka, I mean, I'm, I'm Czech, so yeah. I'm going to be an asshole and say, like, oh, yeah, my food's the best. Well, it's the birthplace but of Budweiser, Czech var, it is, the original yes. oh my God. Budvar. <laughs> I love Budweiser in, in Prague is fucking unreal good. Yeah, it's, it's Czech. So is, it, is it actually Czech var or, Czech, or are they it's separate? A, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not InBev, so it's a different style of Budweiser, but it's, it's super good. But this place, they had pulled pork that had so much caraway seed. And smoke. It was nothing so I've super ever tasted before. Then, it right? was super. Yes, it's very German. Yeah. yeah, it's very Bavaria, very Bohemia. Yeah, or Alsace. Was, yes, but and and it kind of goes back to what I was saying that all these people are kind of buying into this you no know, low and slow, and their steaks were incredible. Their sausages were super mild, but it was so unique and it was so cool to see. I was I was blown away as an American to see this. This other country, like, hey, this is our style yeah. of pulled pork. This is right. our style of of, uh, of brisket. It was so unique, Joe. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was unbelievable to think about. But It kind of goes back to, like, the, yeah. uh, the chacrut garni is like. Yes. I mean, that's, yes. you know, it's a big yep. pile. It's yep. a big pot of mm-hmm. pork products, okay, buddy. sausages, you know, pork loin, whatever, and sauerkraut. And, yeah. You know, but it's like <laughs> yep. all those different textures, but flavors. Go- yeah. It's, but going back to greens, yeah, I mean, I feel like collard greens are, I mean, that is synonymous with barbecue. I mean, that yeah. is. It was disappointing. Yeah, that is something you're going to, and I think you would see that in the Carolinas. I think you would see that in, like, Alabama, yeah, Alabama like vinegary greens. I mean, yeah. oh, God, so God, good. So good. Yeah. Oh, God, I love, I love collard greens. It, when I was in Nashville, we went to, like I said, we went to this place, and their collard greens were to die for. And again, you use your pork fat, you use your you use your brisket fat, whatever it might be. Yeah, it's not going to be vegetarian because you're not going to a barbecue place for veggies. Exactly. You're good, but it would be nice to have something that's not meat. Sure. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like meat. It still feels right. you know yeah. it's, it's less meaty yeah. than the actual yep. meat. I yep. think what um, one of the. Te- um, Techniques that I've never done personally, but I've eaten, uh, is is it rescaldo where you put you cook the vegetables in the in the embers? Yeah. Oh of yes. The, of the oh, fire. Hell yeah. As far as like barbecue, hell I feel yeah. like that's the perfect accompaniment yes. there. Yeah, you know, the Argentinians. Really I, I spent some time in Argentina, and uh, Buenos Aires and Mendoza, and they like. Oh, that's sweet. That was great. I mean, you would definitely you come back from that experience being like, yeah. I just want a bowl of soup and a salad. Uh, iceberg lettuce will do just fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, I need water. Dude, they eat so much. And the funny thing is, so there's a couple things about Argentina that are funny. So obviously the asado is a big deal there. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool. Like I was out in the vineyards, like with the vineyard workers doing the asado, yeah. like on you know, the little grill on the ground, you know, like, and 
their meat is really amazing. However, Argentinians tend to like their meat more well cooked. Okay. Um, so the best steak I had that was in a place that was a little more touristy, but I got a medium rare steak, Fair and enough. it was like sure. I also had this dulce de leche crepe. That was the best oh, thing I've ever had. Jesus, I like this crepe so much. Amazing. I'm not a dessert guy. I ordered another one and I ate it right on the spot. That's how, how are you not a how can you not be a dessert guy? Uh, the alcohol. Fuck? I let the alcohol be my sugar. And what all about that. alcohol and dessert? Well, I I want to live. <laughs> you don't know I how much don't. I drink. I yeah. want to be. I want to die from dessert. No, the and problem alcohol. is I'm not going to die. I'm just going to be more. They're not going to let me die till I'm like 87. No, you're right. But there's you're like right. the question yeah. is how yeah. miserable do you want to be? Of course. No, for those, that's, you know, that's totally fucking for the fair. next 40 totally years, you know, you're right. you know, you you're don't right. get to die. <laughs> you don't get to die. No, you're right. You're right. You could go. You could do whatever. We're not going to let you die. We're going to make you suffer. <laughs> so Fair enough. I choose. Fair enough. I choose alcohol. Yeah. When I'm not drinking alcohol, I tend to like ice cream. But so in Argentina, uh, it's all about all about the meat, and it's all about the uh, blood sausage. And I had a sweet bread pizza, like it was insane. But the funny thing is about the bread there. The bread is almost like ornamental. Like nobody eats the bread there. Because it's not good. So it's on a table, like table bread. People yeah. from Argentina don't touch it. That's how you know it's a really? tourist because they start eating the table bread. <laughs> it's almost like a decoration. Like they almost probably don't have to change it out for most people. They just leave it there because they don't put like, uh, there's no salt in the bread. I mean, because I guess in Italy they don't really put a lot of salt in the bread. Okay. And the, and the Italian influence is pretty prominent in, in Argentina. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the bread is just yeah. is, is wretched. So basically yeah. you just, you're eating meat the whole time, the occasional piece of bread, and the only vegetable you get. It's actually a fruit. It's a slice of tomato. And so you just come back so backed up. (laughs) Or you can have pizza or Italian food, but it's all like, you know, the meat and, you know, there's no... There's no beautiful vegetable brodos, you know? You know what Portland... I'll tell you what Portland's missing. And I I would... I would... I would fucking... I would run this restaurant. A meat and three. Along with our shop bar? Yes. The the shithouse shot house? The shit... <laughs> the shithouse shot house. Right next to the meat and three, dude. Yeah. You get your roasted pork, roasted chicken, or barbecue, and then you get three sides. Cafeteria style. You, I mean, it's impossible now with COVID, right? Right. But you, you this put, is all after it's over. Right, of course. You put your tray on there. You get your meat. You get your three sides. Southern style. I think Portland would fucking kill to have a place like that. Yeah, and you get, you know... Get that piece of Wonder Bread on yep. top. Yep. You get that your is white the bread. one thing, though, with the barbecue marathon. <laughs> uh, Andrew Knowlton had put together my sort of barbecue. Yeah. I went there with the intention of only eating barbecue and tacos. And within three days, I was like, I don't want barbecue or tacos anymore. And I ate like all these different places. Like, I'm a bit like my. You I went can't my, only do barbecue and tacos. No. That's I mean, they, they will, they yeah. will murder you. I, I, uh, tacos, though. My I God, was there I for my tacos. birthday. And that night, I went out and had uh, to Uchi, this insane sushi restaurant. That was okay. like, that was the, the pinnacle. But. He's like, the key is, you know, don't eat, like, the white bread and all that. He's like, you know, just stick to the meat if you want to fuck you, Andrew. Fit, a, fit a lot in. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, our, but our restaurant, bread, yeah. You know what I would do? I, I'd put a fun spin on it. I would serve country potato bread. It's the Ooh. poor man's brioche. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's delicious. On the uh, on the topic We're of gonna eat more barbecue. country potato bread, we're going to go in and eat some more ribs. I've been thinking about those literally since we started the show. I'm glad you liked it, man. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, I want to thank Chris Sedenka for being here. Uh, this was great. It's I want to thank th- you guys for coming out to the uh, the compound in Backstage. Yeah, out to the range here. It's nice. It's out in Backstage, It's a beautiful fall day. It is gorgeous. And it doesn't get better than this. And uh, I'm Joe Riccio, and this is the Food Coma Podcast. Food Coma Podcast.